What's up, everybody? Welcome to T.O. Black. This is your girl, Gabby, the daddy dom stud. And KT, the fam listener. Remember, you can listen to T.O. Black on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash T-I-O-B-L-4-C-K, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you can find a podcast. And hit us up on social media. We have a Twitter at T-I-O-B-L-4-C-K, as well as an Instagram, instagram.com slash Podcast. And today, everyone, we have a very, very, very special guest. Who is here from from Black Trans and Beautiful Podcast, Mrs. Yannick. It's Yannick, right? Yes, you got it. You got it. Yes. Mrs. Yannick, can you please tell everybody about your podcast, a little bit about yourself, where they can find you and all that stuff? Hello, everyone, and thank you all for having me aboard. I'm mm-hmm. Yannick Taylor. I am host of Black Trans and Beautiful. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean. You can find us also on YouTube. Just Google Black Trans with the and sign Beautiful. Um, I do also have a few songs out. You can find those on iTunes as well. They're sustaining who I am. And mm-hmm. a cover of Sylvester James's Don't Stop. But my Twitter handle is B-Trans-B Podcast on Twitter. So y'all look out for that. Um, have some amazing things coming up. And I do have my online store, mm-hmm. Your Skin Design. And skin is spelled S-K-Y-N. So, Yes. And I just want to yes. say, y'all need to get some vocals, y'all. I was impressed. I heard the little intro in the podcast. I was like, okay, girl, cut up. So uh, y'all support her and everything she's doing. Hit her up on social media. Tell us, tell her that we sent you all that good stuff. Um, so today uh, we're going to have a pretty, a pretty good episode. We're going to talk a little bit with uh, Yannick about her life and um, navigating as a black trans woman in America. Uh, yeah, you know, get through all the serious stuff. Then we'll get to some of the nasty stuff at the end, like we always do on T.O. Black. So, um, y'all stay tuned. All right, Mrs. Yannick. So, um, can you just tell us a little bit about your upbringing, um, um, how you grew up? Did you grow up in a religious family? Did you grow up in a progressive family? Now, it, it would depend on uh, the, the ones that you're dealing with on one particular side. Okay, However, okay, okay. I come from a basically fundamentalist, fundamentalist Christian background where, you know, certain things you just didn't do, certain things you just didn't say. Um, if you, we had to go to church on Sunday, which is still a staple. Even in my adulthood, you have to go to church mm-hmm. or you get a phone call from your, from mom or dad or somebody, are you going to church? Have you been to church today? Right. Or, you know, there's always that religious foundation. And if you deviated off that path or had an awakening or chose a different path, you know, it was always for some an issue. But then, you know, with some, just live your life. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you don't, you know, catch a case or do anything <laughs> crazy, you're okay. Right. So, but um, growing up in the rural South, you know, everything was very rigid, mm-hmm. um, very, you live by this particular set of standards and that's what was expected of you. So where about in the South did you grow up? Yeah, um, I, actually, I actually grew up in South Carolina. Okay. So it's the country twang, if y'all can hear it. Yeah. 
<laughs> we from Tennessee, so Tennessee and Arkansas. So yeah. So you said you grew up in a very religious, or for some part of your family was very religious and and strict or whatever. Um. So when you let me ask you this: Did you always know, like throughout your, all your life as a child, that there was something different about you? Like you. There was something different about you than other people who were, you know, assigned male at birth. Um, actually, yes. And um, I really didn't understand it at first. Didn't really co- quite comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those things, one of the one of the telltale signs was um, I used to watch a lot of music videos and a lot of uh, videos with some of my favorite uh, singers, be it R&B, mm-hmm. gospel or whatever. And I would always um, idolize the female leads, if you will, or Mm -hmm. idolize the feminine energies. And, of course, it was noticeable. Granted, um, growing up as a child, I wasn't the most uber masculine person. So, you know, that was always an issue and always Mm -hmm. having talks and things like that. But then as I uh, ventured into my 20s, I began my career in the drag circuit, if you will, mm-hmm. um, after college, going to moving to North Carolina. And uh, that's when it really hit me. You know, that's that's my identity, if you will, after all this time and then finding that niche. But, you know, for the longest, there was still a battle. And it wasn't until I turned about 27 that I finally made the decision I'm going to do it. So I began researching mm-hmm. and um, educating myself on it and talking to other people, befriending other people that are um, transgender or non-binary, non-gender conforming, and even venturing outside of the box and really seeing if that was something that I would want. And of course, people would say, I noticed that you smile much more when you're, when you're, when you're the priestess versus when you're just, you know, the person and Mm -hmm. things like that. So coming into that growth, over the last few years has been fundamental. Yes, it's a tug of war with some, and but it, it's a process for mm-hmm. anybody that's going through such a big change. It is a process, not only just physically, but spiritually, mentally, and preparing those around you and preparing what may happen once you solidify yourself. I'm sure you had plenty of uh, cis friends that were in the LGBT community. Um, how was their response, the, the, the cis people that were in the community? Were they um, encouraging you to, you know, go on and live your life and do what you wanted to do? Or was there some pushback or, you know? Um, it was a little bit of both. Um, actually, um, in 2015, there was a lot of pushback um, mm-hmm. because they felt that I wasn't sure. I didn't really know who I was as a person totally. And I'm like, eh, I know who I am. I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And also, I had friends, cisgender friends, even cis-hetero friends that were like, I support you. And I want to make sure that you're sure that you want to do this, but I'm here for you. I got your back. I'll fight for you. You know, I'll help, I'll help you get resources, education, different things like that. And then... Being in the church, of course, um, you finding a leader um, that supports you and that will push you, that will help you make the correct strides, make sure that you're not going out and doing things the improper way or in a dangerous way Mm -hmm. to where you can harm yourself. But um, then you have some people that think, sadly, 
in the queer community that think it is for attention or mm. because you didn't love yourself as who you were. And that's not true at all. So it's uh, sometimes it is a lot of pushback even now, but I take it all in stride and I make it work for me. And I use that energy to keep pressing forth to be the best Yanni that I can be. Right. And so you said you found a pastor who is affirming of a uh, trans and LGBT people. Yes, yes. Um, actually, when I came out in 2010, I was under a leadership that introduced me to that whole spectrum, if you will. Huh. And then a few years later, I found a pastor that was actually solid, um, if you will, um, had a solid foundation in ministry to be able to handle people of different walks of life without the damnation and you're going to hell yeah. type thing. But oh. they come at you with the love of Christ mm -hmm. and a uh, big shout out to overseer Stevenson at the Citadel of Champions. If you're listening. So I just had to get that out. Okay. There. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. But that's, that's, that's amazing because especially like, yeah, it doesn't really happen. <laughs> especially, you know, where I'm from, but, um, cause usually, you know, some pat you know some pastors they can you know they can deal with the l and the g and the b but when it comes to the t then it's just like oh my gosh i don't know what to do i remember we had a a trans woman who came to our church she started coming to our church faithfully she was really sweet and really nice and she she loved um the environment there because you know everybody was just minding their own business and they greeted her and we were loving on her and, and hugging on her or whatever and she told us you know this is this is the most accepted i've ever been at a church right and so everything was going good and everything was going great but something that i noticed was while everyone was hugging on her and loving on her or whatever she would call, she would go back for prayer and she'd go back for prayer about different things that she was going through. I don't think she was necessarily talking about I don't want to be trans no more. But what would end up happening is in the prayers, the mothers and whatever would always bring it up about, you know, she's she's confused and this, that and the other. And I think that kind of eventually it became too much. And she she started feeling like she had to perform a certain way so she came to church one day uh, without all her makeup without all her you know her feminine things just with some sweatpants and a t-shirt like i want y'all to see how i really am this that, and the other but it came to the fact that she that wasn't who she was and when she wanted to go back to her 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 true self she was ashamed to go back to church because she was like well i i gave all these people this false hope that i had changed but i haven't and i don't i don't want to change and so she hasn't been back and i think that's sometimes what happens as well but the fact that you found a church that is loving and affirming and doesn't make you question yourself that's that's amazing it that's really, really is amazing. because i i went through that myself even um dealing with my sexual orientation or sexual identity, if mm -hmm. you will, was part of a church for several years. And it was a constant under the guise of prophecy. Oh, you're going to get sick and die. You're going to catch Ooh. this and that. And it, it was pretty much just bashing from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And I later left that church and found my independence. And it took me a long time to heal from the spiritual and yes, emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. But then, um, then a couple of years ago, 
the same person that did all the bashing, me and my friends and I were at the club. And this is right when I had began the change and everything into Yannick and going to um, uh, really being myself and um, just glam myself up for the weekend because, hey, this is the weekend. I was mm-hmm. celebrating getting a new car or something. <laughs> and I happened to see that particular minister in, in the club that we were at. And I'm like, hey, how are you? <laughs> yeah. And I always said I would be petty. But <laughs> I actually felt sorry for them because now the same thing that you bashed me for, baby, like you're in full fellowship with it, as they say, like, baby, you're okay. You're a full flesh. Let's me. Okay, cool. That's what, <laughs> that's what your problem was. You can handle it for yourself. So you had to, you and your mom and everybody else had to, you know, be one of those people that taught self-hate. And wow. It, it caused so much depression and so much self-hatred that it took me a while to break free of that. Um, even now, um, as I'm continuing, you know, into my liberation movement, as I call it, into the transition and mm-hmm. to living my best life, a lot of um, things have replayed, but not from the standpoint of it's going to hurt me. But I thank God for the experience because it taught me mm-hmm. a lot about people. It taught me a lot about myself and it taught me who and who not to listen to because I learned the same people that's always so vocal about something nine times out of 10, they're dealing with it themselves. And isn't that something I just, I can never understand that you going out of your way to just make a big scene and condemn somebody about what you're doing yourself. I would always feel like that would be damning. The fact that you're so adamant about something. Yeah. And it really is. It really is. I I recall so many Sundays. I'm sitting on the organ and the keyboard, and all of a sudden, God told me or God showed me that you did such and such and such and such with so and so, and you went so and so, so and so. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> now, Grant, I believe in the Holy Spirit and all of that, but I'm like, okay, you were just at my house this weekend, <laughs> and what? we all just got high and drunk out of our minds, and now you want to tell us to repent, girl, bye. <laughs> I can't do. Oh, Lord, help them. I'm not bashing anyone. You know, that's yeah. how it was. And I will never forget, right before I left that ministry, um, I had some friends over. Um, we were playing video games and mm-hmm. just having a weekend, just hanging out with the crew. And we we're playing video games, had our bottles of wine and stuff. And they pulled up to the driveway to get something. Um, they didn't. I never told them that I was leaving until when I actually left. Mm-hmm. The day that I left, and it was crazy. I was like, well, who's in your apartment? Oh, some friends. We're having a video game tournament. Well, wh- And they asked me, why didn't I invite one of the other guys from the church? I'm like, well, no offense, but this is just me and my crew. They're not a part of me and my friends. Mm-hmm. I just go to church mm-hmm. with this person. And after shortly thereafter, I left the ministry. And for a solid month, I was getting text messages um, saying that, um, you're out of the will of God and I'm sick in heaven's hound dogs on you. And I'm like, what? baby, I know that you, tr- it, it was just crazy. And I'm like, baby, I know you're trying to put a root on me. I'm not dumb. <laughs> like really darling, like keep playing. And I'm going to show you what I got up my bag. I got hot sauce in my bag. Swag, don't play with me. <laughs> so, you know. As far as like from my own experience about how trash uh, church people can be sometimes, it's like, 
whenever I came out, it was just like the same thing always. It was always something wrong with me or, uh, and everything that they did was never, uh, never going to take them to hell, but everything that I did was going to take me to hell. So like, I, I see where you're coming from. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm like, you're always calling out the sexual things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I notice in the church a lot. And um, I thank God for leadership that talks about not just sexual stuff, but talks about any and everything that is just not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about thieves in the church. Let's talk about people that are abusing power, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are using the church as a front, using religion, period, as a front, right. um, abusing people. And no one wants to talk about that, but they they will damn the homosexuals and the transgender people to hell or, you know, right. and I'm like, really? People just but minding their own business. That's the thing. Exactly. But you're fine with a pedophile getting up there or a sexual predator mm-hmm. in the church. And I'm like, really? Go find out somewhere. <laughs> they need help. They need a revival, a real one. For real. For oh. real. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just sad. It is. Mm-mm. So, um, so we talked about, okay, your church life and, um, the the reception of of some of your friends. Well, um, how was your your professional work life? Was there was there trouble um, when you um, started transitioning or your your journey um, getting jobs because maybe your ID didn't fit your your name or whatever? Um, really, I haven't had any trouble with that because um, right before. Um, I began the whole process. I actually began working at home. Okay. So by me working at home, I didn't have to deal with, you know, actually going into a brick and mortar building, um, just having to make sure that I'm logged in, that I do my work, that I'm able to send in the the documents that verify who I am. And it was never really a big deal because I never have to worry about someone seeing me or someone looking at me, Mm -hmm. different things like that. So... You know, and 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 I absolutely love it because you know, as far as what people don't understand, they're looking at the Caitlyn Jenners and the um, King Amaya Scotts and mm-hmm. big ups to them, Laverne Coxes of the world and Trace Lizettes. They're looking at us. Uh, they're looking at oh, so it goes that quickly? No, it takes anywhere from two to three years to, you know, for that whole process to be complete. Uh-huh. And so you're going to go through that stage to where you're still coming into yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's what people don't understand, sadly. They're looking at the finished product already, but not everybody has the resources. Um, because there are some people that I know personally that started right after I did or right before I did. And it's a process, and the process is different for different people. Right, right, right. And so do you ever... Um go through um dysphoria like you know you you're you because we know in as far as the way cis people view the world you know if you're if you're passing or if you're more cis presenting or more feminine as a trans woman then you know you're you're pretty much gonna be okay um do you ever have any any instances where you're like well i don't feel passing enough or do you do you concern yourself with passing uh in the world um 
I actually do. I do have my moments. And then I have my moments where I'm like, I don't give a rat's butt. I really Mm -hmm. don't care. (laughs) But, you know, because I know me and also by me being in the um, impersonation circuit for so long, I've, you know, learned how to do things to where I would fit in, to where I would blend in, to where I would pass. And even now, um, if I go out now with just a baseball cap on and um, some like basketball shorts, like I'm going to the gym mm-hmm. looking like, um, and no offense saying about looking like a stud, you know, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I'm yeah, still going yeah. to get that. And I have a short, I have actually cut my hair recently. So I have a short haircut and it's like, hey, ma'am, how are you? I'm like, hey, how are you? Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, you're fine. Like, you're really fine. <laughs> or either, you know, some days, you know, they'll be like, hey, how are you? And there's no gender designation. Yeah. And then you have some people that are just facetious. Yeah. Um, that actually be like, yo, what's up? And you'll hear them whisper, oh, that's a nigga over there. That's a nigga. Oh, Lord. I'm like, mm-hmm, and you're a jackass. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Um, and then yeah. you push them down the stairs on the <laughs> stair step at the gym. So. <laughs> exactly. <a> step. <laughs> and then you catch them in the alley and you cut them and tase them. Till you can't tase them no more. Yep, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, rotisserium. Just rotisserium. Right. Yep. <laughs> so um, I want to talk a little, bit, a little bit about how... Because I see this a lot on Twitter. I mean, we see all types of terrible stuff on Twitter every day. But can we talk about, you know, how cis women, even cis women that are like lesbians or bisexual or pansexual, can perpetuate transphobia? Because we know we see dudes, they do it all the time. But sometimes women think they're immune to transphobia. Can you talk about the ways that, that cis women can perpetuate it as well? And I, I actually get this a lot. Um, being on YouTube, um, and I actually stopped doing actual visuals and start doing doing just the podcast format on um, YouTube for the time being. As you know, I'm working on me, and mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't feel like you know going through all the heritage, putting on my face and stuff. You know, yeah. that's just a lot. But um, I'd um, getting comments saying, "Oh, you'll never be this. You're just a a, a, a man in a wig. You're just a nigga in a wig, or mm. we'll never have what we have, or you're always gonna be desolate and confused. You need Jesus, stuff like that." And I'm like, really? And then they'll be like, "Oh, you're just jealous because we um, can get what you can't get." And I'm like, "Baby, I'm not your competition." Right. Right. I'm really not your competition. And then on top of that, um, you. On the flip side of the coin, you have some that are like, look, I respect you. Mm-hmm. And I don't like all this mess that's going on with some of these other people. I don't make me have to come down there, you know. <laughs> or it's, it's you will have some that defend you. But for those that perpetuate it, a lot of times it is because it's a jealousy or a fear that you're taking something from them. And this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. that you're taking something from them and you're doing it better than them. Mm. And they're wondering how. How can you do that? Because if you look at if you look at my YouTube channel, you will see my before, during, and currently after videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from when I first started YouTube, from when I first started my internet career. So you have a mix of things in that, and then you have some that will make it seem like we have some type of agenda. Mm. I don't have an agenda. I just want to survive <laughs> without being shot at. Right. Or without being stabbed or ran over or discriminated against. 
I just want to be happy. I just want to piss in peace, and I just want to be happy. <laughs> I feel you on you that. Know. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, we do have an we do have an agenda. Like all LGBTQAIPPE plus, all of us, we just have this huge agenda. We want to get all the straights out, and we want them all to be our friends, and we want to fuck all of them, and <laughs> fuck up their children, and like we just want to do all of that type of stuff. Yep. That's, That's exactly thing. what we want to do. It's exactly, and, and and I I laugh at a lot of it. I do laugh at a lot of it, and I've gotten to the place to where I stop responding mm-hmm. um, to comments, to even tweet and stuff. Even with the recent genuine situation, mm-hmm. um, to where um, people were um, blasting him, but I'm like, did you not see his space was invaded? Like, right, right. Just dealing, even in the even in the queer community, you have people in the queer community that are just as transphobic yep. in the queer community, um, and it's sad because I'm like, wow, we're a part of the same community, but we can't get no love from y'all. Like, really? Mm-hmm. And so you have some that some that perpetuate that because they're like, you're doing too much, you're doing too much, you're doing too much, or either. Um, you have to be built a certain way. You have to look a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. You can't be natural. You can't be Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. You have to be. I'm like, okay, let people do them. You worry about you, and yep, I'm gonna do me. That that's all it is. Everybody's just too into everybody's business, and especially in the LGBT community, like in every subset, somebody trying to oppress somebody else. In the lesbians, it's the whites with the blacks, and in, in the gays, it's the white with the blacks. In the whole LGBT, it's everybody against the trans people. It's just like everybody just is doing too much. They, we just need to all come together. I mean. We we are literally all that we have. So why would you try to alienate one part of the community, especially a part of the community that has done so much for the community without like no fanfare? So if I was if I was them, I would get on board because that's not right at all. And you're right. And a lot of these people forget um, in the black and the queer communities, they forget that it was trans people um, like Marsha P. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, actually are the reasons why they have the rights that they have right with the Stonewall movement and granted they tried to erase them from history which Mm -hmm. you really can't and Miss Majors you can't erase them because they are the reason why we all have a lot of the rights that we have that we have the platform that we have today to um to live to exist to have jobs to have uh our housing um you know, and I find it deplorable that a lot of people don't even know their history. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Especially to be talking and, and to be, you know, loud and, and, you know, making a scene. At least know what you're talking about. You know, that's all I say. Exactly. And and I, I tell people this educate yourself before you open up your mouth because you never know who you're talking to mm-hmm. because someone tried to come has tried to come at me sideways and i'm like okay mm-hmm. and my best friend said they don't know who they talking to <laughs> I was like, okay i'm a, and, and and i'm not the boastful prideful type person i'm real humble with it but i'm like okay well if you turn with me in the book of your rights the third <laughs> chapter the 87th verse <laughs> From the book of Marsha P. Johnson and Stonewall, hallelujah. So, you know. 
right but you yeah they don't know they don't know and it's but you know did that you know they had that stonewall movie did that movie even come out that was like centering a white man honestly when i saw that no offense to anybody when i saw that they had whitewashed that movie I was actually done with it. I, yeah. I was already done because I'm like, hold up. How <laughs> die? All are just like. Literally how? Like they, um, it actually did come out actually. Okay. Hmm. It actually did come out, but it's gotten bad reviews. Um, 10% <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 1.5 oh. by Roger Ebert. Yeah. So wow. that's how bad yeah. the movie was. <laughs> Praise God I did not go see that movie. No shade. <laughs> um, that that would have been two hours and nine minutes of my time wasted. Right. But um, they basically centered it centered it around a teenager who gets kicked out by his by his parents, which is the typical story. Mm-hmm. This was like um, and this the backdrop is actually Stonewall. Okay. And I'm like, you can't really. Why would you title the story Stonewall and not, in my opinion, not really deal with the historical figures? And the events that really led to Stonewall. Nothing wrong with the added storyline, but eh, do it right or don't do it at all. Exactly. And they, you know, I guess they figured, you know, having a black trans woman and black trans brown people and lesbians wouldn't be appealing enough. So you got to get a, a nice little white man like it with everything else. And he going to say and, and you And you're right. And I, and I tell people. If you're going to if you're going to talk about a certain event, make sure you incorporate the historical figures mm-hmm. in it. And I felt like it was a great disrespect to Miss um, uh, Major uh, Griffin, um, to Sylvia Rivera, mm-hmm. to Marsha P. Johnson, and several countless others. And I felt like it was great disrespect. And I will say that to anybody till I'm blue in the face and I might get beat up with this on Twitter. I don't really care. <laughs> right. But it is what it is. Like, come on. It's the truth. It's just, what can I say? I mean, it's it's the truth. <sighs> we got to do better. Everybody's got to do better. But yes, this 2018. We have got to do better. Please. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to be enough of the the serious stuff. But that was very uh, thank you for telling us your story and for letting us know a little bit about your journey and the journey that you're continuing to take. Um, But let's go on and segue. Let's go ahead and segue it to some T.O. Black uh, trademark stuff. So on this show, <laughs> on this show we like to we like to get gutter. We like to we like to get real and, and raw. So every guest that ahead, we get ahead, girl. Yeah, every guest that we get to come on the show, we gotta ask them a series of questions. I already gave you them, but you know, we're gonna go ahead and do it. So the first question <laughs> What are your top Let's do top four porn categories. If you watch porn, what are those? Ooh, I'm gonna get in trouble for this. Yeah, let's go. I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get in trouble. For this. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> see, y'all gonna get me in trouble. Um, You'll be all right. <laughs> I would say ebony mm-hmm. um, exhibition. Okay. Um. 
role play. Mm -hmm. Role play. Um, and also fetish play. Um, and interracial. Mm -hmm. so, those are my top four. Okay. When you talk about fetish play, what what what, what you talking about? Um <laughs> now this might creep people out. But you have to have nice feet. I'm sorry. Okay, like, okay. Uh, nicely done or they cannot look like horses' hooves. <laughs> well, I apologize ahead of time. Oh, baby, you fine, you fine, baby, you fine. <laughs> at, at least show some attempt. To take care of them. Right. At <laughs> <laughs> least put some lotion on them, you know, every once in a while. <laughs> nah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that's, that's, that's one of mine. And, um, yeah, I like, um, hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. hmm. Go ahead. Someone shows you who they are. <laughs> but no, um. Um, that's one of my major ones. Um, also, um, I have this public thing. I don't understand it. I just like the public thing. So yes, me too. This KT, I yeah. Like, that, that, I don't know what it is. Like I want to do it in public. I have to eventually. That's that my gives me my life. That gives me my life. That Same. gives me my life. Yep. That don't freak y'all. That makes me so anxious. I'm always afraid I'm gonna get caught. I think that's kind of the the thing, or at least for me, that's kind of the thing. Like, I kind of want to be caught. What? Like, if I'm, yeah, like, if I'm caught in the act, then, like, that person could join or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, and, and, and that's the whole, it's like the thrill of it. The mm -hmm. thrill of, like, oh, we busted y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, someone's going to find out. But no, they're not. Wait, hold on. Wait a second. I don't know. I got caught that one time, and I said I'd never do it again. So the popos came, and <sighs> yeah, See, I've been I got afraid. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. How'd you get lucky? Um, all I'm gonna say is <laughs> the place that we were was a normal, you know, spot mm -hmm. where they did cruise and stuff. So it was like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was like one big party, if you will. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. Oh, fine. <laughs> we got you said kink, uh, public, interracial. Okay, those those are pretty. Those aren't too. You know, those aren't too risque. We've heard worse. <laughs> I'll trust. Like, oh yeah. I've had someone come at me about scat. I'm like, you talking about No. He was like, shit. And I'm like, what? No. Deleted and literally blocked, deleted. Everything. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, really? Yeah. You know what the Bible says? <laughs> chapter of Corinthians. Then you take right. out the Bible. Well, <laughs> uh, give me an ugly sticker. Stop, Jesus. Uh oh, that's that. That's where I draw the line. When it gets to the the bodily fluids, that's that's when I draw the line. I can't do it. Don't mess around and catch you cold eye. Uh uh, no. Right or some a real bad case of pink eye. Like ooh. 
I don't think that's pink eye. That's a devil guy. <laughs> so, um, okay. Let me ask you this one. So, role playing. What type of what type of role playing do you enjoy? Because I I am trying to get more. I like role playing, and I'm trying to get my girl into doing some more role playing. So, but I think mine is kind of cringy. So, <laughs> what type of role playing do you like to do? It, now, it it depends on um, the person I'm dating. Sometimes it's student versus teacher, mm-hmm. or doctor versus patient, or cops and robbers, or um, wrestling uh, mm-hmm. wrestling matches different scenarios or secretary and the politician mm-hmm. different stuff like that or roommates or whatever you can think of yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. okay okay and mo and all of your partners they've been receptive to to doing stuff like that surprisingly yes and i'm like whoa hold up mm, wait for real <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I'm trying to, yeah. I, I think I'm just too awkward. I need to just bite the bullet and go on ahead and initiate it. Because cause I feel like when I, when I start doing it, I'm just going to start giggling and stuff. So I got to get my mind right before I, I yeah, try to pursue I it. Yeah. <laughs> start laughing every single time. Like, oh, uh, yes, teacher, yes, do that. Ah, like I would die. I would die. I would have to die. Oh, like oh. now the the first time I did it with one with uh, someone um, in college, I was like, oh my gosh, like really? And I just busted out laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, let me get myself together. Hold up, you know what? I right. have a bottle of wine. <laughs> let me just get that right quick. Okay. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, let me say, um. Do you do you watch lesbian porn any? Oh yes. Oh I I live. I live. I live. I live. Really? It can teach you some things. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of women watch lesbian porn. This it's it's interesting. And it it really is. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, how can you watch that? I'm like, child, you must don't you must don't know who I am. <laughs> so, you know, and and I must say this, you know, you have to branch out so you can educate other people. Yeah, um, yeah. Like we have a platform, so it's good to be able to educate other people on that, especially you have teenagers, you have, um, you know, people that come to you. For some reason, people like to come to me with questions about sex, and I'm like, why? <laughs> so I get asked all these questions, and a lot of times I'm uncomfortable because it can be in a social setting, or I'm like really just trying to enjoy my buzz. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, sure, like, okay, mm, maybe I should start charging. <laughs> right, hey. you should. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, this you know that it, you can't get a good education from it. Sometimes I find myself I don't even be like. Oh, I'm finna get off. Sometimes I just go on there just to see what they talking about. You know, sometimes it's, exactly. it's fun to just browse around. You never know what you'll find or what you might find out that you like. That's how I got into cook holes. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. I actually said <laughs> that like one time. Did that one time. Again, it felt awkward. I'm like, this is awkward. Wait, awkward. were you the cook hold or was somebody who was the cook hold? Somebody else was. Okay. Somebody else was. And I'm like, oh my, really? Um, hmm. 
but I'm not going to go into detail because I was actually getting paid for it. So, you know. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little different, but I mean, get your coins. I would do it. See, I would do it for free, but I can understand why some people Ew. would think it's kind of girl. I can understand why some people might think it's kind of cringy, especially if it's like the dude is there, like with his with no underwear on, just kind of standing there jerking off. That would be kind of awkward, you know. It was, but then you get used to it, and it's like, <laughs> okay, it is what it is. You just, like, just zone out yeah. a little bit and just try to get into the motion of things, and you're like, uh, okay, I'm going to need some, yeah, some cheesecake <laughs> after this. Or some herbal remedy. Oh, my God. Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Who got some hard liquor? I'm just going to need it all. Just Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that will get you through. Interesting. Okay. So you've been in a cuckoo. What else have you been in? You did a cuckoo? What? I've, I can't tell all my people. Okay. Don't tell it all. But yeah. But, um, you know, um, as a former worker in that field, if you will, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's lots of things. Um, you, I have had actually had um, couples um demand services and i'm like okay um <laughs> awkward um and like willing to you know it's just willing to travel and i'm like no i'm not gonna do that unless i have a bodyguard and a pistol yeah I don't know. yeah you know? but um yeah yeah it's a lot it's a lot of things that i'll probably discuss on um btb coming okay, up okay okay um, in 2018 i don't think the world is good about it yeah because you know, as a prude, sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not a prude. Far from it. It's the ones that see. It's the ones that everybody thinks is a prude is the freakiest one. That's that's what I've come to say. Like me. Um, exactly. Everyone, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're vanilla. No, you think I'm vanilla. You just you just want to probably do missionary all the time. That's it. I'm offended, but <laughs> that's all you want to do, madam. I actually like doing other things. Yeah, guess what else we have? We're gonna send some merch from Talk It Out Podcast because Yannick is a big listener of Talk It Out Podcast, and so we're gonna send you some merch and all that good stuff. So you gotta let us know. Hit us up in our email and let us know um, your shirt size, and go to tiopodcast.com dot com slash shop <clears throat> and pick a shirt that you would like, and we'll we'll send it to you. 